When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation. It's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast, brought to you by our great friends at MyBookie. The 2023 college ball season might be in its dying days, but that doesn't mean that you can't still make money with my bookie. College basketball season is heating up right now, guys. Conference play starts this week. We've got the Big Ten, the ACC, they're already deep into conference play. The SEC, the Big 12 will kick things off this weekend. And to help you guys out, MyBookie was kind enough to extend our promo deal all the way through college basketball season. So through the Final Four, through the National Championship, into April. All you have to do to take advantage of it is go to MyBookie.ag, use that promo code UGA, and you will get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Free cash to be betting with. And a great way to line your pockets early in the new year. So sign up today, mybookie.ag. Use our promo code UGA. But all right, guys, I'm your host, Tyler, and I am back today with an emergency pod of sorts to dive into the breaking news that Georgia has landed yet another player from the NCAA transfer portal as former USC wide receiver Michael Jackson III. Hee <laughs> hee. I apologize for that, guys. I do not know what just came over me, but you know what? We're leaving it in. I guess I'm just feeling it tonight. But anyway, yes, Michael Jackson III, not that Michael Jackson, obviously a very different Michael Jackson, has announced his commitment to the University of Georgia. Now, I've got to be real with you guys. This is a good thing, but I'm not sure that today's news necessarily arises to the level of a typical emergency pod we've recorded plenty of these in the past but they've typically been reserved for like the eye-opening breaking news stories like i don't know maybe like carson beck last week i guess it was our most recent one star quarterback announcing he's returning for another year big time news right or maybe the best player on your team and brock bowers undergoing surgery in the middle of the season really big news or maybe landing the number one player in the country like we did back in the summer with Dylan Riola or maybe that guy deciding he wants to go to Nebraska of all places all of those things typically are emergency pods because those are stories that like they're so big we've got to cover them now we cannot wait and with all due respect to the king of pop I'm not so sure that his commitment is on the level of those type stories but 
Still, I, I define an emergency pod as a spontaneous episode that I basically wasn't planning on doing, but ended up doing because you guys wanted our take on it. So yeah, while this obviously is not on the same level of Carson Beck announcing he's returning or Brock Bowers undergoing surgery, by the definition that I laid out, yeah, I guess it qualifies as an emergency pod. So an emergency pod it is, and there are a number of different angles to look at this story from, but we have to start with a question I've probably gotten a hundred different times today, and that's not hyperbole, guys, probably a hundred different times, which was the real impetus behind me deciding I need to fire up the mic today, and that is, does this mean landing a third transfer-wide receiver in this transfer class, does this mean that we should expect more attrition at wide receiver? Is that what the coaches are anticipating here? And that's a totally fair question. Absolutely. That's kind of what the transfer portal is for, right? Now, some teams just decide they want to build their entire team from the transfer portal, like Ole Miss. We'll see how that's going to work out. But typically how we have approached a transfer portal in the short amount of time it has been a thing is we've tried to fill holes in the roster where there has been some attrition. We want to make sure that we have our numbers where they need to be. And to me, that's exactly what this is, guys. I know the Larry Munson and all of us has us hardwired to expect the worst. There's actually a term for this. It's catastrophizing, making false assumptions that are heavily skewed to the negative. And it's Larry Munson's fault. He's the reason that we all do this. But love you, Larry. RIP, brother. So I get it. I get why your mind goes there. But there are a couple of reasons why I don't think that's actually what's going on here. And that's actually what's at play. Number one, we have to remember the transfer portal, the winter window, is now closed. There are no other players that can enter the transfer portal right now. I guess there's actually the, the players from the two teams in the national championship game. They still have a, a slightly extended window to enter the portal. But nobody on our team can enter the transfer portal between now and April 15th when it reopens following spring practice. So I don't see how it's possible for this commitment to foreshadow further attrition at that position because guys can't enter the portal. Those guys who made their mind if they were going to enter the portal have already done so. They had to have already done so because it is now closed. Now, what you're going to see in April, that window goes from April 15th to April 30th. It's a 15-day window right there at the tail end of spring practice. There are a number of players who might have been considering entering the transfer portal, but they want to kind of see how the spring goes and kind of feel it out, see if they can compete and see where they stay on the depth chart after spring practice. And then some of those guys, if they don't like where they stand, then they will enter the portal. But we don't know how that's going to play out. The coaches don't know. The players themselves don't know. So I don't think this has anything to do with any further anticipated attrition from the roster right now. I believe this is entirely due to numbers. I mean, let's think about this, guys. We have lost six receivers to either the transfer portal or the NFL draft at this point. We've lost Jackson Meeks, Yazid Haynes, Denylon Morissette, CJ Smith, Lab McConkey, and Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint. The only other attrition that could happen is if there's a player like Arian Smith who decides that either he just doesn't want to come back and play anymore at all, he's just done with football, or maybe he's going to go to the NFL draft. I think they have until, what, the 15th of January to declare for the NFL draft. So it could be a guy like Ra-Ra Thomas or Arian Smith or Dominic Lovett that I guess could technically declare for the NFL draft. They still have about a week and a half to do that. But based off everything that I am hearing that's not going to happen, at least with Ra-Ra and Dominic. Now, Arian 
That one's a little bit more up in the air right now. But we know that he's not in the transfer portal, at least not right now. But we've lost six guys right now. We've lost six guys, right? So what have we gone out and done? Well, we have brought in two guys in the 2024 recruiting class with Sakovi White and Nitro Tuggle. And then now we've gone and gotten three receivers from the portal with Kobe Young, London Humphreys, and now Michael Jackson III. So that's five guys that we have gone out and gotten to replace the six players in that position that we have lost to either the portal or the NFL draft. That's what this is about. This is about making sure our numbers at that position are stable heading into the 2024 season. This is roster management. That's what this is. When you lose six guys in that room, you need to go out and find guys to replace them, find bodies, find dudes that can play. And Michael Jackson is just the latest one of those dudes. So while I know a lot of people's first instinct was like, oh my God, like what's going on behind the scenes? Does this mean that we're losing somebody else? That's not how I looked at it. I looked at it from a standpoint of, oh, this is a good thing because now we're filling those holes from those guys that have gone to the portal, those guys that have gone to the NFL draft. Like we had to fill those holes some way, somehow. We only got two guys in this 2024 recruiting class. So how are you going to fill those holes? The transfer portal. And this is just the latest example of that. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. So that's the first question I want to answer because that is the question of the day. That's the question I've been getting all day long, at least since the news hit. I was playing tennis and then came off the courts, opened my phone, and was like, oh, okay, getting blown up right now. And what's happening? Oh, this happened. So I want to make sure to cover that first. All right. The second question I've gotten from a, quite a few different people out there is, why this guy? Why are we taking Michael Jackson III and not a guy like Julian Fleming or a guy like Noah Rogers transferring out from Ohio State? And that is a tough question for me to answer with any sort of authority because I don't have all of that information. I have some of the information, but I don't have all of it. So I can give you what I have. We have to remember, guys, that this is a two-way street. There might be players that we want that might not reciprocate those feelings. Or maybe they want to come to Georgia and there's mutual interest there, but they also are expecting a big NIL bag, and maybe we don't feel like they are worth as much as they feel like they are worth. So the alignment is not always there with all these guys that we might have interest in, but it might just not work out. Different guys have different priorities when they enter the transfer portal. Some guys truly enter the portal just looking to get paid, looking to up their NIL money. Maybe they don't feel like they're being taken care of at the current school, and they go on the open market, they can get to a bidding war, and they can make more money. A lot of guys are doing that. I mean, just trust me, guys. That is a big part of 
what's driving a lot of these decisions. There are also other guys, though, that are just looking to move up in the world, to go to a, a bigger, better school. And yeah, I guess some more NIL money in the, in the process, but that's not the driving force. They want to go compete for championships. They want to play at a higher level. Some guys are looking to go somewhere where they can get developed so they can better position themselves to take that next step and make a bigger payday in the NFL. So it really depends on the priorities of the specific players. Like I'll use Walter Nolan, for example. Walter Nolan, of course we would have taken Walter Nolan. Of course, we wanted Walter Nolan. I mean, we clearly have a big need for an impact player on the interior of our defensive line, and he is a guy with impact-type talent. Well, was he always an impact player for AM? No, he wasn't, but we know what kind of talent this guy has, and with our coaching staff and our structure and our culture, you would like to think that if he came to Georgia, we would get the most out of him. He would, we would maximize that ability. He would become an impact interior defensive lineman for us that we certainly need. Walter Nolan was looking for that bag, y'all. That's what that dude was looking for. He wanted to get paid. And that's why we were never really in it for Walter Nolan because like we're we will pay people with NIL. Like we play the NIL game. I'm not trying to sit here and say that we wash our hands of that and we don't play it. Yeah, everyone does. You have to in this day and age college football. If you don't, you get left behind. So we're playing the NIL game, but we typically do not go after players that NIL is the driving force behind why they want to come to Georgia or just how they're going to make their decision. We just view that as a red flag and something that could be very bad for our locker room and our culture that we are so protective of, and I think rightfully so. And Walter Nolan is just one example of that. And I'm not begrudging the guy at all. If you want to get paid, get paid. But if that's really what's motivating you and you're just going to go to the highest bidder, like we're not going to take you. Rarely are we going to go as high to be the, the highest bidder. Now, we'll make a competitive offer, but highest bidder, usually not. We'll give you a, a good payday, but we also say, look, we're not, we might not pay you as much with NIL. We're going to make you a very strong offer, very competitive offer, but we're also going to develop you. And when you're here, you're going to win and you're going to be set up better than you can be anywhere else for that bigger payday at the NFL level. And that resonates with some players and not with others. Others, think, like Walter Nolan thinks, okay, I'm going to get paid here in college, and it doesn't matter where I go, I'm a stud, I'm going to get drafted high in the NFL, and I'm going to make the money there, so I'll make money both places. So you have to factor that in. And I'm not saying that I know for sure that Julian Fleming and like Noah Rogers, for example, are guys that were driven by NIL. I don't know that for sure, but it certainly could be a part of it, especially with Fleming. You also have to think about where these guys are from. Like Noah Rogers, for example, the dude's from North Carolina. Where did he transfer to? NC State. He wants to go back home, guys. Georgia's closer to home than Ohio State, but it ain't home. It's not North Carolina. And with Michael Jackson, based off what I'm hearing, what I'm being told, is that things just aligned. Like, they aligned what his goals were, what our expectations are for players and the kind of guys that we're going after. There was alignment there. He wants to to improve. He wants to be developed. He also wants to win at a high level and play for a big time program that does it the right way. And those are, again, generally the guys that we have a really strong track record of landing. So that's how I would address the why this guy question. And I do want to look at this from a couple more angles. But first, before we go there, I want to remind you guys about our friends at Alumni Hall. Guys, they've got brand new Nike gear on the shelves right now. Fresh, new, hot off the presses hoodies, jackets, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, whatever you're looking for, they've got it. In fact, I just added to my admittedly outrageous collection of Georgia gear by picking up a new hoodie at Alumni Hall. And it's a cool hoodie. I mean, I have like 5,000 Georgia hoodies. It's basically all I wear this time of year. And my wife always just 
shakes her head and just mocks me when I come home with a new hoodie. But this one, I had to pick up, guys. I don't have one like, yes, it's red, but the cuffs of the sleeves and the bottom of the hoodie itself, their outline is kind of like cream color, which is not our color, but it's a pretty cool look. And it's just different than the other hoodies I have. So I had to pick that one up. And it's got the standing dog logo, which I love. So you can pick up that hoodie or plenty of other options at Alumni Hall because Alumni Hall is where the Bulldogs shop. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, guys, another thing that I have been asked several times by a lot of people out there is what kind of player is Michael Jackson III? Like, is he actually any good? Because I know what a lot of people did is when they saw the name, they went and they Googled the guy, which is what we do in the 21st century, right? We just Google people because why not? All the information is there. And when you Google him and you pull up his statistics from last year, you're like, um, why did we take a guy that had 17 catches for 146 yards and one touchdown last year? Why did we take a guy that in three years at USC put up 46 total catches for 498 total yards and five total touchdowns? I, that doesn't scream big time impact difference maker at the college level. And that is the reality. He has not been a difference maker to this point in his career in three years at USC. He has not. And you would think, okay, in a pass happy offense like Southern Cal, Lincoln Riley, yeah, he would put up big numbers, right? If he was if he was a big time player. So what's going on here? Why did we take this guy? Well, there's a couple things you to consider with Michael Jackson out there. Number one, he has been injured a fair amount during his career. This year, especially, he battled some injuries throughout the season, and that has limited him. That limited his opportunities. As a freshman in 2021, he redshirted. He did play four games, but remember, you can play four games until redshirt, so they preserved his redshirt. That's why he's going to come to Athens with two years left to play. Then in 2022, we only played in six games because of injuries, and last year, because of injuries, only played in seven games. And also, there's the reality that USC was just stacked at receiver. I mean, they had Jordan Addison in 2022, had Rice in 2022, and this year, Taj Washington, Zachariah Branch, who was one of the top recruits in the country last year. So the injuries combined with the guys in front of him just made it really hard for him to consistently crack that rotation. But here's what I will say for Michael Jackson III. You guys know I watch a lot of college football. I watch 15 games a week during the season. And I've seen this guy play like in actual games live, watching them while they're happening. It's not just me going back and, and looking at highlights, which I did today. I went back just to remind myself and look at some of the highlights. But I've seen this guy play live. And I've always liked what I saw from him. Now, again, he hasn't played a ton. Admittedly, he has not played a ton. But when he's been on the field in the games that I watched him play, 
I liked what I saw. I mean, this year against Notre Dame, for example, yeah, they got blown out by Notre Dame, but he played well in that game. I didn't watch the entire Cal game back in 2022, but I remember watching about half of that game or so, and he was balling out in that game. Again, he didn't do that in every game I watched USC play. He didn't make his impact felt, but in some of the games that I watched him play, he did, and when he was on the field, I thought he did good things. He's an interesting player. He's six foot, 200 pounds. So you would think at that size, he's like a prototypical slot receiver, right? And I think he absolutely can play the slot, the F in, in our offense. But he also has the ability to play outside. I think he, he like could function at X. He's not a true X receiver. But if we needed him to play that role for whatever reason, like he could go out there and do it. When he was on the field at USC, he was playing a lot of Z. So I know he can do that. He didn't play as much slot at USC because they had guys like Mario Williams and Zachary Branch, guys like that, and he just they didn't really have that need for him there. But there's two things I like about Michael Jackson's game when I watch him play. The first thing is that when he's got the ball in his hands in space, he can make things happen. The dude is a big-time playmaker with the ball in his hands in space. He's got twitch to his game. Now, he's not the twitchiest guy in the world, but he's got some twitch in that game. He's not like Arian Smith level fast, but he's got solid top end speed. And while he's not tall, he's thick. He's 200 pounds, so he can run through some arm tackles. He's not one of these smaller slot guys that as soon as you like breathe on, they just fall down. And when he was on the field, they would use him a fair amount in the screen game because that's somewhere where he would excel. Get him out in space, give him the ball in space, let him go to work. So I like that in his game. And I also thought, obviously small sample size, but I saw a couple of examples of him going up and making tough contested catches. So if you're telling me we're going to get a guy that maybe hasn't put up huge numbers at his previous stop, but on tape has showcased the ability to make plays with a ball in his hands in space and to make tough contested catches, that's a pretty dang good receiver, right? Like You take a guy with that skill set especially if the alignment is there in his goals and what he wants to accomplish and what we look for in the players that we recruit. And on top of that, his positional versatility is absolutely incredibly valuable in any offense, our offense included. If you have injuries at the receiver position, which we've had our fair share of, even this year, a lot actually this year, you want to be able to get your best guys on the field, your most talented guys on the field. Well, it's tough if one of those available players that you think is one of your best options to replace maybe an injured starting receiver, but he can only play one position and that one position he can play is not the position where you have a need. So the ability to play multiple positions in our receiver room, that's huge. Not everybody can do that. So while I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he is the most physically gifted receiver I've ever seen, oh my God, like he's just going to come in and he's immediately going to take the SEC by storm. He's going to be one of the best receivers in the country. I'm not going to tell you guys that because he hasn't shown that he is that. But when he has been on the field, I have seen the guy showcase a skill set that absolutely brings value to our team. And that's what I will leave you guys with today. I'm not here to tell you that landing Michael Jackson III is going to be the difference between Georgia winning or not winning a national championship in 2024. He's not Brock Bowers. He's not that kind of guy that can put you on his back and take you to a national title. That's not what this guy is. But what I do feel comfortable saying is that Georgia got better today. Think about the guys that we've lost. Lad McConkie, Marcus Rosemey Jackson going off the NFL. I have no expectation of Michael Jackson III 
producing the level of certainly Lab McConkie and probably not even the level of Marcus Rosemey Jackson, although he's a different kind of player. I don't have any expectation. Now, if he gives us that, I mean, dear God, let's freaking go, but I don't expect that from him. But think about the other guys that we've lost to the transfer portal. Jackson Meeks, Denylon Morissette, Yazid Haynes, C.J. Smith. I guess you can even say Makai Muse. He wasn't a scholarship guy. He was a walk-on, but he was in our receiver rotation. He played more than the other guys I just mentioned. If you don't love this move and it doesn't excite you and you're kind of like, huh, who cares, whatever, this guy's numbers aren't that good. Like, why should I be excited about this? I'm not telling you to be over the freaking moon about it, but going back to the beginning of the episode and the first question I answered, if this is about, as I believe it is, making sure our numbers are right at the receiver position, that we have enough depth there and we're adding guys from the portal to replace the guys that have entered the transfer portal, well, Jackson's numbers might not be all that eye-opening, but the four guys that were on our roster receiver that have entered the transfer portal, Yazid Haynes, CJ Smith, Jackson Meeks, and Denali Morissette, how many yards do they have combined in their careers? 302 yards combined. So maybe Michael Jackson III isn't going to be some superstar in our program. You know what? He probably won't be. Again, that's not my expectation. But he gives us more than what those players that have left were giving us. He has more experience and he has produced more than all of those players combined. Now, maybe some of those guys have higher ceilings. I, I thought Yazid Haynes is a high ceiling. CJ Smith, I believe, can be a really good receiver. Maybe in the future, they were going to give us something. But none of those guys had done anything to this point. And all three of the guys that we've added from the transfer portal receiver so far, which I think is probably going to be it, but who knows? Maybe not. All three of those guys are upgrades over the guys that have left. I mean, the guys that have been in the transfer portal. I'm not talking about Lab McConkie, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, but they're all upgrades. Kobe Young's an upgrade. London Humphreys is an upgrade. Michael Jackson, third to maybe a slightly lesser degree, is an upgrade over those guys that have entered the transfer portal at the receiver position. So that is why I'm telling you I believe Georgia got better today. No, this is probably not what's going to put us over the top. Almost certainly not what is going to put us over the top to win another national title. But doesn't mean we didn't get better today. But all right, guys, I think that's about all the thoughts I've got on this uh, this commitment right now. Obviously, we have a ton more mailback questions to get to. I, I got through as many as I could yesterday, but I'm going to hold the rest of those mailback questions for early next week. I want to make sure we get Curtis on there, try to get him on there to get his thoughts on all those questions. So I'll leave you with all this for now, but we will be back next week and every week throughout the rest of the long offseason. But thanks for being here, guys. I appreciate you. I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>